Hi. Hey. Word. <laughs> None of those is right. You're listening to the Blonde Ambition Podcast with Roxy Brown. And welcome. Today, I'm going to give you an update on last week on my event. And then we're going to talk about why I realized that I had the wrong idea and the wrong goals in life. So bear with me. This is going to be a story. I have to give you a backstory, but there's going to be a point to it. But first, uh, I want you guys to know that uh, the event that I hosted last week was amazing. We had so many great people come out so much fun. People learn things. I am still, we are still in this office uh, as we speak, going through video clips because we're putting together sort of a master video of the day that'll be like, I don't know, four to five minutes. So we have drone footage, we have camera footage, we have cell phone footage and literally came home with like 600 pictures. So we're still working on getting the, uh, getting the video for the day done. That'll probably be on Tuesday. It'll drop on Tuesday, next Tuesday. But we do, if you want to see, we're just slowly going through everything. If you want to see like pictures and little small clips of the day, you can follow Tangent Group, my company's Tangent Group on Instagram. And you'll see like sort of small snippets. And then we'll post there on Tangent Group on Instagram when the video is ready, because that'll be on YouTube. That's a longer video. So you guys will get to see like most, a lot of the day sort of behind the scenes. It'll be fun. So thank you for everyone who sent me like words of encouragement and who were so nice and to the participants. I'm so excited. I know that we made some great connections and I just love to see people like actually physically in person connecting and sharing cards and talking about what they do. Like you guys, it's it's a it's a ripple effect when you start really understanding how to network and and how to you know it's old school, but how to meet new friends. So I'm really excited for for what happened that day. On to my story. This podcast is going to be about how I, I I had the wrong goals in life, and I think a lot of you have the wrong goals in life. But you're going to have to listen to just a little bit of backstory for me to explain to you how this works and how I, how I came about the realization. So let's take it back to like 2006, 2007. I was in oil and gas and I really had gotten my feet under me. Uh, I had been doing it for several years, many years, I guess, at that point. But I really was sort of building a name for myself in oil and gas. And I became one of those people that I, I take a lot of pride in the fact that I was good at it. I was good at what I did. And and it was one of those things that when all else failed or when someone, there was an unrealistic time frame or just this magnitude of this job came up in the oil and gas field, my name started popping into people's minds like you know we need to get this done but i don't i don't know how can we get it done in this time frame and and literally i was fortunate enough to have built sort of a reputation in the field that they started saying you know call roxy she can get it done and i was really sort of hitting a stride in oil and gas and so i uh went ahead and did what any logical person would do maybe, maybe not. Uh, I tripled down on it. I was killing the game, so to speak. 
Um, I, I come from really humble, really humble beginnings, really simple beginnings. I wasn't handed anything. And so when you really work that hard for your money, I think there's always a feeling of don't overdo it, right? So I was working so hard, but at the same time, I was living well within my means. I mean, I the car, I'm thinking back to this time, the car that I had while I was killing it in oil and gas, bringing in tons of money, the car I drove was a Honda. I mean, I, I wasn't doing anything crazy, but I was kind of setting things aside. And most of the money that I was making, I was putting, I was putting back in, you know, I was, I was getting everything together. I actually had a prospect of my own on the market for sale, which was kind of crazy because all this time I had been doing this work for other people, you know? And so I was finally making enough money to literally to go like buy leases, to put this block together. I had a geologist come in. We did all of the preparatory work. And the coolest thing about it was, was that I already had all these oil and gas contacts. So when you talk about having a prospect for sale, I basically had all of the main buyers on my phone already. Like all I had to do was call them up and, and send them over this geology and say, hey, here, what do you want? You know, what, what do you think this is worth? What, what would you like to pay me for it? So we actually had people already sort of bidding on this, having seen the preliminary results. We had people bidding on this, and I think the bidding was up to like five million for this one one situation, for this one deal that I was in, and it was my personal deal. So uh, it wasn't that I was, you know, brokering anything. It was my deal, and. Uh, the prospect was ready to go officially on the market. You can purchase this now on Monday. And Tuesday was the day that the housing bubble burst and the stock market crashed. And so we went from five to six million-ish to zero overnight. So I didn't panic at first. I didn't panic. I thought, well, you know, I've got three years to do something with this. They're three-year leases, and they're actually three years with a two-year option, so I've got time. And I didn't panic also because I was living so well within my means that I had my all of my bills paid six months in advance, and I had six months' worth of money in the bank. So I knew right off the bat... Don't freak out. I was in a wonderful position that I realized that a lot of people are not in, which is that I, I, I was okay. I had plenty of time. And if any of you were in oil and gas or in sort of a commodities back in this day in 2009-esque, uh, the Great Recession, as they call it, I guess, you guys know that it took way longer than a year for oil and gas and commodities to start coming back. So let's abridge this and say that I lost my, lost my butt. I, I lost everything. I had tripled down at a time when, when things were really good and looking back on it, do I regret it? Prob no, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I think that all great things come from taking a risk and I took a risk. And it didn't pan out and it was it had nothing to do with me. It wasn't my fault. I mean, the market crashed. I know that like 
I, I can't imagine how many of you have your own similar stories exactly like this because we were all in the same boat. So right at that second, though, I watched everything that I had worked for go. I watched my home go. I watched my car go. I watched furniture that had been paid for that I had picked out, you know, specifically for specific rooms in this home. I, it was paid for, but I had to sell it in order to, to eat, you know? So I, I basically watched my house and my home and my life be dismantled and, and be carried out the front door piece by piece. I mean, literally they would take a picture off the wall and walk it out the door. So I, I was depressed. I went into depression and for probably a good six months, I, I just literally just cried. I knew that I had to get back on my feet. I, I never quit trying, but mentally I was, I was not in a great way. And what kept popping up for me over and over and over is, how am I ever going to feel comfortable again? Because I did, when you're doing good, when you've got money in the bank, when you've got your bills paid, when you realize that you know, you've got plenty of time, you have a sense of comfort. And I did, I thought, you know, no matter what comes, I've, I can do this. And over and over, six months after, for, for probably about six months after, I literally said the words every day. I know my husband heard me say them. How am I ever supposed to feel comfortable? If doing my best and getting out there and having this prospect, you know, and having millions of dollars on the line and having X, all this other money coming in and it went to zero overnight, how am I ever going to feel comfortable in the future when when we build this back to whatever it is it's going to be how do we ever exhale and it took me many years after this to realize that the point and the goal of life is not to be comfortable so spoiler alert everything is fine everything is great i have rebuilt by 10 times what i had before so if you're going through something, know that you can lose your ass. You can lose everything and you can make it back. You just have to keep going. I'm living proof of that. But what I really want you to take away from this and what really hit me and, and something that I now live by is that my goal before was to feel comfortable. And if that's your goal, you're going to have a long, hard life because a life is not meant to be lived in a comfortable place. Nor will you ever for any extended period of time achieve being comfortable. I think that part of my more so success now, after having come back from that, because I've been rebuilding my life since 2009, I think having come back from that, I, I look at things totally differently. And it's that I think the reason that I'm so much more successful now in and success is relative, you guys, you have to realize that what is a lot of money to one person is not a lot of money to another. What makes one person successful has nothing to do with success for another and none of it is wrong. 
whatever it is, if you think $10, $10 is a lot of money, that's correct. It's a lot of money. If you think 100 if you don't think it's a, a lot of money until it gets to 10000 it doesn't matter. It's, it's all relative. But I can tell you that by any normal standards, I was doing well before. But once I realized that life is not meant to be lived comfortably, that you're not supposed to be able to coast and feel like if you've got six months worth of money in the bank that that, oh, great, exhale, I'm going to coast. If that's your goal in life, I'm, I don't wish bad on you by any means, but I'm telling you that you're setting yourself up for real heartbreak if, if that is your goal, because I have experienced that heartbreak and it's not fun. My goals now, I realize, is not to be comfortable in life. I have incredibly different goals. And I have set myself up to where I understand that that comfortable and sitting back and coasting is not in my vocabulary. It shouldn't be in your vocabulary either. Because you just never know. Life is meant to be lived in a way that is constantly changing. My life, my every single day. You guys, when I meet with you guys uh, and I come out for coffee and I we make lunch plans and coffee plans and everything, when I tell you that I have time next Wednesday and that's it, it's not me when in any way, shape, or form being rude. It's not me feeling self-important. It's the fact that literally every single day of my, even my work week is so totally different. I could be traveling one day, have back-to-back meetings the next, have nothing going on the next. And then, I mean, it literally, every single day is different. And it, I like it that way because it forces me to accept change, to go with change, to not get even for a week comfortable in my situation. And I think... It's funny because I said this before in a podcast and I did not realize that I said it. And someone actually sent me a really beautiful, kind email afterward that quoted me and it said, I said, comfortable being uncomfortable. And that really stuck out to them and I'm so glad that it did because that's really a summary of of how I try to live my life at this point. I force myself to put put myself in uncomfortable situations because I do not ever want to be the 2008 Roxy and the 2007 Roxy again where I am lulled into feeling like I'm comfortable. So side note, complete side note, because I'm ADD like this. You guys realize I don't listen to my podcast back. I feel like I would pick apart everything I said and try to edit and cut and chop. And I want this to be really authentic. And I want this to just, you know, be my thoughts. If you're listening to this, you're getting my un unfiltered thoughts. And so when some of you are so kind and so nice and so encouraging to email me or post a comment on LinkedIn and say, oh, I love it when you said this. Literally, I enjoy that so much because half the time it's a surprise to me because I don't realize that I said it as I'm talking because I don't listen to this back. So total side note. But if you ask me how people ask me, how are you okay with with not having any sort of schedule with totally my girlfriends love me, but they hate me honestly, because they, we will make plans for two weeks from now on a Saturday. And I, I am one of those people. 
uh, as it pertains to anything important, I will absolutely be there. But if it's just a random lunch with my girlfriends, literally 50% of the time something comes up because I genuinely do not know what I'm doing two weeks from now. And I know that that is crazy. I know that a lot of people have a lot more structure in their life and whatever it is that works for you works for you. If you have an eight to five and or if you have children, I get it that you know you have to be more scheduled than I am. But literally I am the I'm a person who is incredibly incredibly fearful a lot of times. I I don't I'm not an uh, I'm not an automatically optimistic person. Like I'm I'm being I'm being completely unfiltered here when I say that when challenges come up, my first instinct, and I don't know why it is, but my first instinct is to go to the worst case scenario. And so if you are like that, if you are like me and that, you know, you see challenges and the first thing you think is, oh, crap, it's really important for us to constantly in small ways push ourselves because that's what builds your confidence in order to really make those great life changes that, that put you in a position to win. So something as simple as keeping my schedule as fluid I mean, and as possible and being able to do one thing this day and something completely different the next day, it's really good for me. And if, you, if you're like me, it would be really good for you because it gives us the ability to realize that we can put on 50, the 15, 30 different hats that we have to in a day and make it forward. And you're not ever going to be comfortable. There is, people ask me constantly, Oh man, I would love to know how you've become so successful. I would love to know, man, I would feel so great if I was you. I would be I would be so proud. And it's not that I'm not proud. That's not it. But one of my girlfriends was in our new office buildings. Uh, so we have Tangent Security that does high threat corporate security and then we open Tangent Academy which teaches security and tactical training. And I had to wait to find a new building to encompass all of the new classrooms that we needed. So as of January, we moved into a new office building for us. We have classrooms and offices and everything is housed out of the same office building. And my girlfriends came over to see the renovations that we had done to our new building because we put our logos up, had paint, you know, flooring and everything redone. And one of my girlfriends tells me she's looking around and she goes, Roxy, you must be so proud like how does this make you feel to know that you had such a big part in building this and I looked straight at her and I was like I'm being truthful when I say that I'm happy I'm but I'm not satisfied when I look around this this new office space that we have I think this is a nice space but I can do so much more and it's that attitude that I think more than anything has changed the way that I see things and has changed my life. And it is comfortable being uncomfortable. I have pushed myself starting with small daily goals and small daily changes to to not be lulled into a false sense of security. And it was initially done so that I wouldn't have the heartbreak about it that I did way back in 2008. But the truth of the matter is, is that I've gotten so much more from that because as I changed my thinking and the end goal is no longer to feel comfortable, the end goal for me right now, honestly, is to make progress. Forward momentum, even in the smallest ways, is always my goal at this point. 
And in changing how I looked at things, I didn't realize this would happen. It has totally transformed how people interact with me, the energy that I put out, and that's allowed me to have much greater success than I ever had before when I thought I was successful before. So I want to encourage you today. This isn't going to be like a super long podcast, but I I wanted to talk to you today because I had this conversation with someone recently and it, it really, they felt like it really helped them. And I really want this to help you to really reevaluate your goals and, and your, your lifestyle. And the goal of any of this is never to feel comfortable. It's to constantly push and constantly progress. So I want you to come on LinkedIn, Roxy Brown on LinkedIn. I want you to come on and let's talk about, about being uncomfortable. I'll be answering some questions about it. I'll be there to give any tips or any advice or any encouragement that I can. And if you want to still talk about Cardi B and my love for rap music, we can talk about that too. If you didn't find, if you're not a connection of mine on LinkedIn, you should be. We get a lot, we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. And I just confessed my deep, deep seated love for rap music and specifically Cardi B. Um, she's my, I feel like she's my spirit animal. So if you haven't, if you haven't gone on LinkedIn, go on LinkedIn, roxybrown.com uh, is my, is where my podcasts are always posted. And then if you want to see pictures of the event that I had last week, you can go to Tangent Group on Instagram and you'll see those pictures start filtering through now. So I love you guys. I appreciate the crap out of you guys. And I hope you have a great week and we'll talk again soon.